Well, this morning I'd like to draw our attention to a very small passage in our in our gospel, and um, hopefully I can, along with my wonder, you can also be in wonder at the awesomeness of the scriptures and how so much information can be packed into such a little tiny thing. Every word of the Bible is important. Uh, St. Paul, for example, in um, one of his epistles in Galatians in particular, uh, he makes a humongous point, a massive, massive theological point on the basis of the fact that a particular word is in the singular and not in the plural. Okay, so he talks about seed, not seeds, but seed. And so anyways, he has this huge theological, it's almost the crux of the entire epistles based on the fact that a, a single word is in the singular and not plural. So also, in my own spiritual journey, uh, I, I really fell in love with the Word of God. And I think probably mo- most of you know or have heard, uh, in my teenage years, I, um, I strayed away from the church and I, I joined an evangelical community, my brother and I. And uh, one of the great things I'm very thankful for um, from that time, that experience, is really gaining a very deep appreciation of the Bible, of, this, of the Word of God. I came to appreciate every single word, that every single word is important and is packed with meaning. And as I grew older and I studied a lot and and became educated, it started to become very pressing in my mind about, wait a second, was I really justified in leaving the Catholic Church or not? Oh my gosh, maybe it really is Christ's church. You know, that that fear and that doubt were in my head for years. And so I would very... uh, Studiously approach these questions and try to understand what, you know, okay, what's, what is the one side saying? What's the other side saying? And then as the years go on, I come to understand Catholicism is, you know, really quite a bit different than how I had, I don't know, just sort of got a, a superficial impression of it when I was, when I was growing up. It's very, very deep theologically. And there isn't any kind of theological issue that could be addressed in the era of the Protestant traditions, which is really only 500 years old, that hadn't been already addressed in a much more profound and sophisticated manner in ages previous during the the time of the Catholic Church, when the Catholic Church was in the ascendancy. And um, one of the issues has to do with with what's called justification. And uh, what that is, is basically how do we become right before God? How do we enter into a right relationship with God? It's a very complicated theological issue. One of the sort of cruxes between the Catholic and the Protestant um, divide is that it has to do with repentance. And the Catholic position is that repentance involves uh, necessarily uh, what's called satisfaction, meaning the, the willingness, at least, to pay back, to make good your sins. So if you sin, uh, it's an integral part of true repentance that you are willing to actually make a payback even to God. And, and the Protestant side would really, the evangelical side would very much disagree with that, that that's a, kind of an affront to the cross, that Jesus Christ has made a totally sufficient payback, and so we don't need to do any payback. And if you think that you can do or should do any kind of payback, you're insulting the sufficient work of the cross. So and that's the evangelical side. And uh, as I studied the issue, I, I really I started to see that the Catholic position, scripturally, was much uh, more robust and sounder, uh, and of course, there's passages from St. Paul that you could look at that looks like, you know, that seems like he's saying what the evangelical side is saying. But on the whole, the Bible testified really to the, to the uh, Catholic side. And the one passage that I remember making a very big difference in my mind 
was this one right here. Jesus says about Tyre and Sidon, they would have long ago repented in sackcloth and ashes. Simple, as you can think, think, imagine. Repented in sackcloth and ashes. Meaning that repentance is constituted by these penitential works, sackcloth and ashes. And uh, so there we go. We look at satisfaction, this concept of making a payback to God as a constitutive part of what it is to, to have true repentance. And, uh, you know, as I became more and more Catholic in my spirituality and in my thinking um, and came back into full communion with the church, um, I've grown ever since to this very, very deep appreciation of this truth of actually of making payback to God. That it's not some kind of an onerous burden, but that it's an amazing privilege. It's an amazing privilege. And it doesn't remove the work of the cross. When we make satisfaction for sin, when we do, you know, we, the priest tells us in the confessional, say, five Hail Marys, right? <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a pretty weak payback. But when, when we do that, and we do that penance, it's a privilege and it's a means of actually entering into the work of the cross. And we're piggybacking. We're not saying that we're replacing the work of the cross. But we're thanking God for the privilege of actually entering into the work of the cross. And piggybacking off of the work of the cross. And actually God allows us to be uh, in cooperation with him. In our own salvation. And in the salvation of the world. And that's an amazing, amazing privilege. And uh, moreover, it really has to do more with the will. It's the desire to make payback. Sometimes people, for example, on their deathbed, uh, oftentimes a priest will hear the confession of someone on their deathbed, and the person, uh, how, how can they make a payback? And so it's what's really beautiful, and it's a reminder that it really is all about the payback that Jesus has already made, is uh, just a simple thing you know, that some priests will do is they'll just take out their rosary and they'll say, okay, for your penance, I want you to kiss this cross. On the, on the rosary. Just to think about that. The simple kissing of the cross is accepted by God as a satisfaction because of the more fundamental satisfaction that Jesus made on the cross. How beautiful uh, of, a, of a reality that that is. And, um, you know, I, I thank God for the privilege uh, and the ability to participate um, in in that work of the cross. We're like Simeon, who was uh, carried the cross uh, along with Jesus, helped out Jesus. Jesus allows us to be his helpers. It's not a burden. Um, it's an incredible privilege for which I, for one at least, uh, am incredibly thankful.